Craft Beer Radio, episode 239 on February 24th, 2013. Everybody, barrel. My name is Greg, and I'm Jeff. This and is Craft Beer Radio. You might think we're doing German beers or Oktoberfest, but no, barrel-aged beers kind of fit. Wait till the exit music; it's better. Better. You just couldn't make it fit for the intro. Yeah. All right, so we have four uh, barrel-aged beers in front of us. We it uh, some are excellent. We hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope they're is, all excellent. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a prime number show. It's two thirty nine, so we like to make those special. They gotta be good. All right, where do you want to start? Oh God, I have no idea. Um, one of these, two of these are fruited. Let's save those. Uh, let's go with the pale ale first. All right, JD sent us this one. This is local species from Blue Mountain Barrel House in Arlington, Nelson County, Virginia. So Blue Mountain Barrel House. The funny thing about Blue Mountain is that, uh, well, <laughs> what does Blue Mountain make you think of? Coffee? I don't know. Weren't they like Green a, Mountain? I don't know. Weren't they like a, a cheap computer seller or something? Or, or they there was a company called Blue Mountain that sold that sold cheap computers, or, or they 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 sold uh, computers on, on a layaway plan. Not ringing a bell. Yeah. Oh well. Local Species is a Belgian-inspired American hopped barrel-aged pale ale at 6.6% alcohol by volume, 24 IBUs, and brewed at 16.4 degrees. Plato. a bit unusual. The cork actually, not too many times a cork has a best buy date on it. Huh. It's a Cajun cork, too, so it's harder to read. But yeah, the cork says best buy May 2013. This contains deep-drawn well water. Special barley malts and American hops with Belgian yeast. Aged in charred American white oak bourbon barrels. Okay. So we have with us a very clear cola-like color. Maybe a little bit lighter than cola. More in the iced tea range, a dark Mm -hmm. iced tea. It's uh, very clear, as I said. It's got about a finger's worth of... uh, Mid bubbly head. Greg, you know, got hung up on the clarity, but I mean, for being a caged and corked wild beer, it is stunningly clear. Yeah, this is, it's like. They may, it may be filtered. Maybe that's why there's a best buy date, right? Maybe they didn't want to worry about shelf stability. So they didn't leave the wild bugs or the, you know, whatever it could be from, you know, the, uh, the barrel aging. So they may have, um, filtered it after they came out of the barrels. I mean, it's like a raindrop. It's like a dirty... Like, like a, I mean, there's, it's just... Yeah, it's just it's, clear. It's stunningly clear. The aroma... Now, can you smell that deep-drawn well water? I smell a little bit of Britannomyces in it. It has a bit... Um, how's that coming across? It's... A little leathery, but also a lot chalky. Cinnamon. Cinnamon? A little chalky type smell. And there's also something like... Um, like a bitter greens or something like that. Like a... 
It was a touch of uh, like a very old hop, very long aged hop. So it's not it's very mm-hmm. little coming through, but something there. Oh, that's nice. It's funky. Has some tang to it. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah, gotta take another sip here. Yeah, that that uh the very first thing in my mouth is, oh, this is just gonna be ordinary. And then oh no, there's some interesting Belgian character then oh no, there's some yeah, like just some wild, tang and American Wild character going on. Yeah, there's uh it's an evolving flavor. It's something we always enjoy. It's I, I think that the the fact that it's that it's probably so filtered. No, actually, it says here on the bottle it's bottle refermented, so the yeast just dropped. Wow, dropped out like crazy, and you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a strange. The clarity is confusing. Um, wild yeast aren't known for flocculating, um, so now I'm wondering maybe they filtered out the wild yeast and. You know, bottled it, bottled it with you know Regular, a clean yeah. beer yeast, but it's still so stunningly clear. You know, I'm not going to shake up the bottle to see if it gets cloudy. Don't want to do that. But um, they say you know store upright and um, avoid disturbing disturbing the naturally settled yeast. So they want it to be clear. I'm, that it, it's it, it's it's quite shocking. I mean, I I don't I can't remember the last time I've seen a beer. And particularly a wild beer that is looks like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough about visual though. Let's get on to the flavor. There's you taste with your eyes too. Mm. The hot cocoa served out of the orange cup tasted more cocoa-y. I just heard that on um, sixty Second Science on Scientific American. <laughs> they were trying. They're doing that exact thing. Visual and orange cups make hot cocoa taste better. There's something about how you eat with your eyes, and it's it all goes back to symmetry. All right, so let me instead of just drinking this beer, let's try to put some words to it because they're it, it's going to be a little outside the normal vocabulary. Yeah. It's going to be a stretch, I think. Mm, okay. Well, it has a uh, it has a farmhouse character that is not. I mean, we smelled something like Brett, but I'm not getting really a, a, a big Brett from it. Um, I'm getting a lot of lime in terms okay. of in, in terms of the sourness uh, and tartness. There's, mm-hmm. there's lime there. The, the The farmhouse is coming across a little bit mushroomy, a little bit like um, gnocchi mushrooms, the little little okay. ones. I'm not too familiar. Okay. I, I'm tasting what remind what's making me think of like liege waffles or something like that. So maybe for the malt, you know, think of a big sugary, you know, Belgian waffle. Wasn't sure, but it keeps taking me back there. Malt I'm having a, I'm having a harder time picking out because of all the other flavors mm-hmm. that are going on here. And it it is it, it's a it's complex. There's a lot of stuff happening. So I'm trying to tune in. Has a flavor the the tartness. You were going lime. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go like um, Michigan cherry juice or something like that, like with a tart cherry juice. Not necessarily fermented, but like you know, just squeezed juice. It's mm-hmm. pretty tangy and tart. Hmm. Wow, this is <laughs> really 
this is a conundrum because it tastes so good, but how how can I mm-hmm. describe it without making it a, a dumbass of myself? I don't know. I'm getting a little bit more funk in the flavor. It's it's a little uh, there's some Brett. So what I what there's I'm tasting now is something like uh, um. Like a bacteria wash cheese, like a Limburger or something. I'm getting a little bit of funk, kind of like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, especially in the aftertaste, there's blue cheese. There's. Yeah. I see. I wasn't really going blue cheese. I was thinking more of like a lactic type cheese, like a Limburger or something like that. That will work too. It's really interesting, but I'm not. I'm not tuning in on things. Things are just there's there's a tropical fruit aspect too. Maybe like a pineapple or an orange as well. It's it, there's a bunch of wacky flavors all coming together. You know, sometimes I think I'm tasting a fair amount of hops. It's only they say 24 IBUs on the bottle, 6.6 ABV. It does have a sister beer called Dark Hollow, whatever that means. Sounds particularly quiet in here today. Maybe now (laughs) we're being very quiet. The the furnace was on and it turned off. I think that's why it sounds empty in here to me. All of a sudden, this is I. I apologize to listeners. This is just a a hard one to to quantify. In fact, I'm going to ask for a little bit more so I can try to get some extra out of this because I feel like I have not done my job. There you go. Evaluate a bit more. I'm going to have some more just because it's enjoyable. So there might be a little bit of lemongrass in here. There's definitely something that's coming across. It sounds like we're just picking terms. Like we're using like all like our... A lot of standard terms that normally don't go together. You know, it's kind of strange. Well, that's what the beer is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of flavors that normally don't go together, and so that's why it's going to sound kind of, it's going to sound kind of strange. Jeff might be right in terms of of, of the sourness because I'm not getting lime as much as I am I'm getting actually something more towards raspberry, more towards blackberry, uh, something along those you know that uh, small mm-hmm. droop line. Um, Seems as it warms, the the funk is getting a little more, a little more pungent. I think there's a little bit of dandelion in there. I'm trying to now focus on the malt, and it's ever so slightly banana bready, <laughs> ever so slightly. Hmm. Trying to get there. Or at least a sugary bread with cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... Yeah, a moist. Wa- you know, yeah. I'm going waffles, you know, because you're getting a lot of caramelization from, you know, the, sh- the sugars and whatnot cooking on that. But yeah, you could also go with, uh, you know, a quick bread like you're mentioning. And... I'm not tasting oak. I'm really, I'm not tasting bourbon either. 
Yeah, I mean, from the description, didn't necessarily expect... You know, the the description here, it's an ale aged in bourbon barrels, and then down here it says a Belgian-inspired barrel-aged American hopped experimental sort of ale. American hopped. That might explain some of the... Some of the... Uh, you know, oh, I let me think back here. Let I didn't here. think about this, but I wonder if, you know, they, they made mention of deep John Wellwater, which means it's got a considerable amount of minerals in it. I wonder if that has anything to do with how clear it is, the way the yeast plucked it out of it. It could. Or some of the flavors that we're getting. Yeah, I, I'm hard, I, I'm not going to put too much stock into the water description on a bottle's label. <laughs> There's more poetic license taking with the water description than anything else. Absolutely. But not all water is equal. No, no, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the label's description of any water but for more than a grain of salt. You know, it's you know, if someone wants to sit down and talk to me about the water in Arlington, Virginia and what it's, you know, good for, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But just reading deep drawn well water on the label, I'm not gonna put too much stock into. Just Searching for an outlet. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And I'm shutting you down. All right, so... Okay, that was that was something. Let's go into the Jolly Pumpkin. Jolly Pumpkin's Noel de Calabaza. This is their uh, Christmas ale. Uh, seasonal ale that was released in November. We have the 2011 uh, batch. This is 9%. And uh, that's about all I got. <laughs> Jolly Pumpkin, less descriptive than I'd like about their beers. Well, that was one thing about opening the... Um... Oh, oh gusher. One thing about opening the... Smaller bottle, I guess we're going to say. I don't know. Oh, know. when we opened the... From the Barrel House, the local species... Um, there wasn't hardly any pop on the on the cork or anything. I was a little concerned up front that it wasn't going to be well carbonated, but it uh it had a good it was good for the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it almost just like slipped out. I'm like, oh no, was the cork leaking? You know, was the beer going to be flat? There's this... a lot of aroma coming, even though it's a gusher. There's a lot of aroma coming off of it just sitting on the table here. <laughs> this is not clear. This is <laughs> dark with specks of yeast and gunk in it. It has. Uh, Oh yes, lots of gunk. Gusher uh, makes oh, a lot look, of head. It's still gushing. And it's still gushing. Still gushing. A worm of carbonation is coming out of the bottle. That is how much this beer wants to be tasted. <laughs> it just it's simply little... can't stay in the bottle. <laughs> it's a little unsettling. Where's that dump bucket at? <laughs> Half the bottle's gone and it's still foaming out the neck. Okay. There he goes a little bit more for you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll keep the beer in the bottle. Now. <laughs> That's crazy. The bottle is alive. Okay, so it's very dark, um, kind of reddish tone to the brown. Big head on. If it. you don't hold it up to the light, it looks almost like a. It looks like a porter. You know, yeah. it, it's really dark brown. You hold it up to the light, you get a little more translucent. It's more translucent than a porter is. Um, it looks like a, it looks like a flat cola, with gunk, with, with bits of gunk in it. 
there's little bits of yeast all in this sucker. The uh, oh, look, we're, we're gushing out the neck again. <laughs> I'm gonna hit pause and go get a bucket to sit that in. Half the bottle has been poured, <laughs> and it's it's. I should actually shoot a. I should do a vine of this. Yes. Okay, so you talk. Uh, for Roma, for me, is I'm getting a whole bunch of the CO2 type smell, and even though just sitting on the table, I smell some some wildness and whatnot. When I put my nose in the glass, I can't smell anything aside really? from CO2. I'm getting some Brett. Getting some leatheriness. Jeff is taking a vine. If it lets me. Do you know? Yeah, okay. There is... Some some woodiness, some woody character. All of the Jolly Pumpkins are aged. There we go. Six seconds of a beer gushing. <laughs> Slowly gushing. Ooh, there's a little bit of maple, maybe. Hmm. They say on here what's in it? Beer. <laughs> well, I know beer's in there. Oh, I posted another vine on Monday when I brewed that beer. You know, I got the new kettle that's um has electric uh element in it. And for some reason, I don't know why, it was rocking the kettle in a period. Like woof woof. So you can go see the what vine. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. Vine's playing the video back now that I posted it. Oh, it's gonna play it over and over again. Yes, that's that's awesome. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, fine. How about we leave this app? <laughs> Your phone is just making noises when we're trying to talk. It's weird. Okay, this is this is a weird show. <laughs> it's live. It's still going. It's been three or four minutes now. It's just running down the side of the bottle. Oh well. I'm gonna. Oh, the head's head for me is mostly down. Just got a little bit of a, a light head on it now. Holy <laughs> cow! Okay. I guess you took a sip, huh? Much different than the last one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, so I think I'm smelling, and you can tell me if I'm in the right direction here. I'm smelling a couple things. I'm smelling like kind of a, a cocoa nib. I'm smelling a little bit of a prune or raisin or something like that. I could see those. And then, yeah, a little bit of, of wild, um, but not really enough to really tell which direction to turn. You know, it's, it's, even though it was weird, because right when I popped the cap, the whole room kind of filled with uh, this kind of pleasant, you know, wild beer smell, but I'm not picking it up. My nose so close. It's coming across for me as as mostly bready wilds, and, and like Jeff said, that tends to be kind of chalky. That's um, that's tart. That's tart, but it's got a a kind of deep, runny sweetness, a deep sort of pomegranate has... molasses kind of stuff going on. The there. molasses is nice. I was thinking that it's kind of like a cran raspberry like type, like cranberry juice or something like that. You know, that kind of acidity. Mm-hmm. But like, but there's mm-hmm. other stuff going on. There's there's uh, there's nutmeg on the on the tip of your tongue. There there's fig. There's, uh, <laughs> wow. 
I'm happy that the gushing isn't because it tastes like, you know, acetone or something. Yeah. Cause, so that's pleasant because I'm not getting any kind of that spoilage. It's just, uh, it's a very excited beer. Yeah, that's it's, all. It's, <laughs> it's still going, in case you're wondering. Imagine how much it would have gushed if we didn't pour anything out and just like pop the cap and watched it. <laughs> I've. Wow. Still not the biggest gusher. Remember when we opened that Gruet from Heavyweight and it shot several yes. feet into the air? Well, who knows what was going on with Heavyweight? <laughs> it was an old... Yeah, I mean, that was... Yeah, that was... I won't... Go back and listen to the podcast if you want to hear the story. I won't, waste bore, I won't bore the old-time listeners with that one. Mm. Currents? Yeah... It kind of there, there's a, a lot of of sourness, a lot of tartness. This is <laughs> this is very very interesting. It is. It's it's not a Flanders. No, it doesn't have. Why is let's? Oh, I think if we talk it down from a Flanders, that might be helpful. Okay. So it's not a Flanders. It doesn't have the the full full body full. You know, the body's thinner than a Flanders, but also. The tang is kind of similar, but it's it's more of that. I'm really gonna stick with that, like you know, take that ocean spray, ocean spray, cran raspberry type juice. You know, it has a for me, it's a ton of that. That's mm-hmm. I mean, the acidity is identical to something like that, and also the kind of the fruit flavors are predominantly those kinds of things. And then you mentioned, you know, you have some of that molasses, which is kind of a really nice, nice undernote, right? Because you don't normally, excuse me, associate molasses with yeah. with drinking cranberry juice but there's something there I'd, i i, I want to point this out um a uh, greg from new zealand uh has bureaucracy and he also does some online beer reviews and, and he uh he gave a shout out to me in the last one he was doing uh which was a barley wine and uh he mentioned that uh greg would like this because he, he would say this has umami this has umami this has uh, that deep, um, that deep savoriness, and that's sort of why it's not a Flanders too. There's, okay. uh, and he also mentioned something that, that I think he he pulled something out that I'm actually tasting this beer as well. Maybe I'm just parroting everything he said, but he pulled out something good, which was just talking about uh, the the iodine from seaweed. You know, when you go to the sea after. Uh, when you know when the sea is is going back and you can okay. smell a little bit of of the seaweed and the iodine the mist and there's iodine yeah I've never equated that I'm just trying to equate the I never thought of iodine as being what seaweed smells like and you know it's a different potency level so I'm trying to draw the correlation I'm having an issue having a hard time doing it though well it does contain iodine seaweed. okay I I, I don't not believe you. It's just for me, it's not something I ever knew and tried to put together. But I think that the, the, the Brett character is, is adding some to a little bit to that umami. It's giving it that, that extra, oomph, that extra savory bit by kind of throwing the sourness on top of it. I was just looking at the Amazon affiliate stuff, and someone bought some Spielberg glasses. 
Save that for okay. Well, well, no, I think I w- yeah. I wanna, we'll we'll talk in depth about the non beer things in the post show. There's a teaser to make you listen to yeah. the post show. We're gonna talk about how do you call it? Like secret. We, we have a new segment in the post show, Amazon Anonymous. And and but you know like so, yeah. This is a great segue. Um, we've been you know trying to promote some of our fundraising efforts a little bit more. Greg and I are going to do more beer events this year, and we're going to go to Great American Beer Fest. And you guys are actually having a really good response to using the Craft Beer Radio Amazon affiliate link. I mean, in this past week, um, or past seven days, you know, someone spent two hundred sixty-one dollars through that, which is, gives us fourteen dollars and eighty cents. But actually, quarter to date. It's turning into some real money, mm-hmm. and um, they're not going to pay us for a few more months. I was like, oh, when do we get paid? And it's like two months delayed. Yeah. Um, but once we get the pipeline full, right, we'll get a little bit back every month. And um, the way this works through Amazon is if you use the referral link on our website, or if you just go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, we get credit for your referral there. So anything you buy during that browsing session, we get a cut of. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything more. Um, we can see what was purchased, but if you don't tell us that you bought stuff from us, we don't know it's you, right? And um, people are using, I mean, everyone shops on Amazon. You just got to remember to use us, and we really appreciate it. And it's a great way to support the podcast and not actually pay any extra additional money. Um, other ways you can support the podcast, we have a couple other affiliate links. If you're looking for web hosting, we've got Bluehost link on our website. If you're looking for homebrewing supplies, we've got a Midwest homebrew supply link on our website. And there's also the donations. If you want to subscribe to the podcast and it doesn't give you anything extra other than that warm feeling of treating Craft Beer Radio like public radio, um, you can go and through PayPal, you can do a one-time donation or a recurring, you know, yearly or monthly or weekly, uh, monthly donation. And you can pretty much pick the rate that works for you, just like public radio. Mm-hmm. And we won't give you as much guilt trip as they do. Um, that's all. That's and 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 you know we are on track. We're about ready to to book our airplane tickets to the Great American Beer Fest, and then you know use this incoming money kind of backfill that expense. And we're gonna have to buy some a few more pieces of gear. Um, Saver this year they're expanding the salons. We don't have enough gear to record all the salons at Saver, so we're going to uh, have to get some more gear for that as well. The beer ten seconds ago stopped. Ten it's, seconds. It's, it's contracting. Although I. Here it's popping up a little bit more. It's just, I mean, there's still some action going on there. <laughs> wow. Here, yep, it's going. Now it's going. <laughs> it's still going. I touched it. I woke it up. It had fallen back asleep, and now it's alive again. That's crazy. Wow. It, it's crazy, be- and the beer is not horribly spoiled. Yeah. Gushers like this are almost always horribly you spoiled. You expect that to come out of, oh, now, I think there was a bubble, and it popped, and now it's going down. So, okay. All right, so I'm done plugging our fundraising, and we do appreciate everyone. If you want to hear us go through uh, like all these items and talk about them, tune into the post show. But you know, a bunch of beer things were bought. I'm gonna where they go. Someone bought for the love of hops. A book. Uh, no, no, no. Save okay. that for the post all show. Right, all right. A, this is something I want to make into a segment. Okay, okay. Greg's not. You're gonna messing let, it up. Greg's not going to let me share it with you. You're just going to have to tune into the post show. I, I, Horror of horrors. I know it's terrible. Mm. It, it kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember Dogfish's Au Courant? It's been so long, I really can't think of what that had tasted like. 
but I, I'm getting some you know sort of currants and that okay. kind of flavor. There, there's some interesting spiciness here too. Very good. I like it. It's not the best Jolly Pumpkin beer though. No, but it's a lot better than some of their worst. Mm. We should have just put the xylus on it, then it would have, would have stopped gushing ages ago. But that's not nearly as fun. No, you're right. Speaking of xylus, we love the xylus corkers, and you can buy those on our Amazon store. <laughs> the one with the Spielglau glasses. Okay. Mm. Ooh. Uh, all right. I think we'll do this one next. So this is one that you snagged at Saver last year from the Upland guys. Did I? I believe you snagged it, or... One of her helpers snagged it for us. I didn't snag it. <laughs> I I may have. I I don't know. It, it, it was boy. I don't know. This is Upland's Raspberry Lambic, the 2012 version. Actually, there's stubs on the side there. Upland makes uh, eight different lambics. They have uh, strawberry, raspberry, peach, cherry, blackberry, blueberry, kiwi, and persimmon. They see they have a whole bunch of stuff about how they do it so i'm trying to 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 talk about it but um they they use unmalted wheat before mashing with a balance of pilsner and pale malts and they use the yeast primarily brett and lactic bacteria to for with a long kettle boil and then hopped with three-year-old hiller towel that's lost most of his alpha acid content Mm-hmm. All right, beer pours red, Ooh. very red. Holy moly! Pretty clear, thin wispy head. It smells like canned peas. Can really? I'm yes. smelling raspberries out the wazoo. Give me your glass. Mine's a little fruitier. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was Greg. What, my, what, wait, mine was first, I think. Yeah, and yours was second. Hmm. Jeff's is, is definitely fruitier. Mine, mine is like crazy fruity. It like just smells like raspberry extract. It's like it's so so strong the smell that it just already. I'm like afraid of it. It just seems like it's going to be like overpowering. <laughs> but that is. That is definitely canned peas. Okay, let's do this. Let's, I know let's, that smell. Let's trade. Let's pour. Let's blend our two glasses together so we're tasting the same thing. Maybe for the worse for me, but I'm nothing if not you fair. You have to exact it. I'm okay. Now it smells like peas and raspberries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is really interesting. The color is about what you'd expect. A dark, very dark red. It's just it's pretty clear. It's it's on par with like Lindemann's type yeah. color. Huh. Oh. Okay. It's 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 two things that the aroma is not or it's it's not two things that the aroma are it's not peas and it's not crazy amounts of raspberry right there is which is like the only thing we said it smelled like <laughs> there's a lot of lactic 
acid going on here. There's a lot of, uh, you know, vaguely acetic compounds. Mm -hmm. There is a decent amount of raspberry at the front, but then it really gives Mm -hmm. way to that lactic sourness. It comes back at the end for me. And maybe it is crazy amount of raspberries, but the acidity that the yeast impart on the beer mm-hmm. or the bugs or whatever fermented the beer really cuts that. And that's kind of what's supposed to happen, right? right? It's supposed to, you're supposed to balance the sweet fruit with the acidity of the limbic and, you know, have a happy medium. And I think this really reaches it where, you know, Lindemann's is too Just much sweet, fruit, yeah. right? Well, Lindemann's, we should clarify, Lindemann's from Bose. Yeah, from Bose. Their other Lambiques are are better. Their current one is really pretty good. Yeah, the current one's good. The the cherry one. I think the Pesh is pretty good. I haven't had it in a while. Yeah, Pesh is decent. It's still a little on the sweet side. Um, I'm trying to think the Poem, the Apple one. I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember that. And then the Goose, right? They're they're straight Lambic or they're blended Lambic. Without fruit, that one's that's a good beer. This is making you pucker a little bit. It's making you thirsty, in in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks great. The aroma was not good, but the taste is very good. Yeah. Just take the first glass out of the bottle, and not the second one. The yeah, second one smells like peas. And I don't. It was really, really strange. But uh, but if you just let, it's so crazy. We keep hitting the stratification thing where we pour the beer, one after another, and they're significantly different. And you could see it if it was the bottom of the bottle, and you're getting all the dregs. But this is a 750, and we only poured four ounces each. Yeah, you know. And Greg's was significantly different than mine, and it's. We see this regularly. There's some kind of stratification that happens in these beers when they're sitting in the cellar or sitting in the fridge upright. And I mean, we do jostle them when we take them out of the fridge and, and move them here. Not unnecessarily so, Not but l- I mean, a large amount. But there's some yeah normal handling. You would think the pouring agitation would mix it enough that it would be more or less the same, but. I don't know. It's just so curious that we. It's we not see this homogenous. Th- it's definitely not. We see this time after time. People are going to say we're not drinking big enough samples. That's all. <laughs> if it's a 25-ounce bottle, we should be drinking 12-and-a-half-ounce samples. That is... But then our xyluses would go to waste. Yeah, that... That's good. Yeah, it's 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 really... It's one of those ones that's kind of on the edge of, of beer. It's, it's, it's one that you could probably put to somebody who says, Oh, I hate all beer. And say, yeah, well, you know, t- check out this. This is not going to be anything like you've had. It certainly has considered. a, you know, it certainly has a lot of wine character to it. Um, sourness might be a little strong, but we've talked before about how I've shared sour beers with non-beer drinkers, and they almost, I mean, well over eighty percent like like the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I'm, I'm trying to think of a raspberry lambic that I like better. This is really good. <laughs> this, this is really well very done. Very good. Hmm. I mean, it beats all the standards. It it kills Lindemans. It's better than Leafman's. Uh, Leafman's? Is that it? The one that comes I in the paper? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, this is really good. The the sourness is reminding me of the Cantillon Goose. Okay. 
it, it's it's similar to that. So it's a very very acetic, very vinegary edge to it, especially as it builds. Yeah, I remember they did a salon. And Caleb, the brewer, Caleb Staten was there. And we were talking about their barrel stuff. So if you're curious, go back and listen to the Saber footage about um, their barrel series. But, yeah, this is really tasty. <laughs> Yikes. They got the uh, the raspberries from Huber Orchard in Starlight, Indiana. Mm. This thing was sitting in an ice bath, so the label's kind of destroyed, so I can't really read too much of the other description. The description is worth reading. It's not all marketing speak. It tells you about the Lambic and where they got the ingredients, but I can't read most of it. (laughs) It's uh, pretty good. So yeah, this was the 2012, uh, March 2012 batch. So there you go. Oh, that's good. That's so good. That's really delicious. For a raspberry lambic. It's really delicious for anything. I know. I. It almost makes you want to eat some canned peas. <laughs> Hope that that's the flavor that comes out of them. So Jeff is now cutting into uh, what is presumably our last beer of the night. The brewery Fruit. Just came special delivery from Gary Frank, who made his, what's starting to, what seems like his annual trip to Orange County, because last year he gave us a little care package from the brewery as well. Gary Frank, the, the mega listener, who... Um, one of our one of our most supportive um, beer-wise. Well, yeah. and also otherwise, I mean, he pretty much helped us get to Denver... One year, he's a he's a he's a heck of a guy, <laughs> and we're sending him. You know, we got a couple of those. See, if he's listening, it's going to spoil the surprise. I'm going to stop talking right now. I'd like to surprise him. It's the least I can do. All right, so let's get on to the brewery's fruit. So this is their fourth anniversary ale. It's the same recipe as Papier, and Papier is their first anniversary ale, which was sort of a, an old ale. With Belgian yeast. Uh, but cr- created using what they call the Solera method, and I don't have enough time to look at The Solera <laughs> method is kind of this continuous brewing thing. Okay. Where it's... Now, I haven't researched it recently, so I'm not going to be completely accurate here. But think of croissoning, right? Where like they add some partially fermented beer back into the beer. It's a circular thing where it's like never completely done, right? They're okay, uh, almost okay. like a sourdough starter. You know, so that something explains like that. How this, each year we will continue to blend old barrels of our anniversary out with a new batch of the same beer. So right. they're going to continue to... All their anniversaries are going to combine together okay. into something awesome or horrible. Whatever that <laughs> exactly, as long be. as they can keep it, you know, as long as it doesn't turn that make that wrong turn. So you know, it's a lot like a sourdough mother, right? Where you, you know, hopefully, if all goes well, in like 150 years, the brewery Solera barrel will be like this ancient, awesome <laughs> thing, right? So, well, okay, so this is the first beer in, in their oh anniversary series goodness. that is 100% barrel aged, a 45 IBUs, SRM, they call it 22, which is a pretty dark mahogany, released in May 2012, and uh, ABV? Guess. Uh, it's hard to guess. Uh, I haven't tasted it yet. Let me taste it. Let me taste it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> let, 
Let me taste it, and I'll okay. guess on an ABV. I, I am laughing when I smell it. Yeah, the nose is like <laughs> ridiculous. It smells. It definitely old ale. Definitely yeah. tons of old ale. But caramel, there's caramel, like, chocolate, toffee, plum. Oh my god. <laughs> What is this I see before me? Angels singing. I know. Oh my goodness. Uh, everything you said. Oh my goodness. Lots of dark fruits, lots of toffee. Maybe a touch of cinnamon. Maple, a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it smells like heaven. It smells amazing. <laughs> it's it's oh I'm trying to think like I'm thinking like you know some of the best old ales I've ever had and and this is is the aroma the aroma is like unbelievable that is that's better that's better than the aroma of utopias and I don't say that lightly. Because the Utopia mm-hmm. aroma, aroma was like lifting me off my feet, fantastic. And this, all right. I guess I have Ooh. to take a sip, even though this is a beer you could. This is the warm up by the fire and smell it forever and oh be content. Oh my lord! That's the epitome of that. almost like a nougat kind of okay. flavor there right there's um oh cinnamon log and mm-hmm. oh certainly i mean it does taste like a, a candy like a donut a, oh okay now i'm happy first sip bear claw oh. first sip i got a little bit of what tastes like artificial sweetener i was like oh no but second sip I'm not noticing the artificial sweetener type flavor. It's it, yeah. It tastes like some kind of delicious, drizzly, sticky pastry. Yeah, um, like like a cinnamon that doesn't feel like it's destroying your inside. <laughs> <laughs> An artisanal cinnamon. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So guess the alcohol. Okay. So I'm getting a little booziness off the nose now. It's very well hidden. I'm. Uh, you're, you know, the way you reacted, I'm guessing it's crazy big. Um, it's a brewery. It's going to be big. It's a brewery. So I'm going to say it tastes like it's 9%, but I'm guessing it is 13.2. This comes in, this clocks in at 15.5% alcohol by volume. <laughs> 15.5%. That is a huge leap from the other beers tonight. Yeah. Well, it's a huge leap. I thought I was grabbing a fruited beer. Mm-hmm. Fruit. Threw me for a loop, right? Uh, you know, I knew it was Asian bourbon barrels, so I met that part. But I thought it was going to be, you know, a fruited beer. I'm happy with what I grabbed. Very good. Could you imagine how this thing would age? I don't, it doesn't need to age, really. I mean, it's fantastic now. Well, it's already... This is May 2012, right? It's already almost a year old. Okay. But, I mean, 15% old ale could go 20 years. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
And this would turn into... I don't know. It's hard to imagine getting awesome <laughs> or awesomer. <laughs> I'd almost risk about, you know, the one the one wild yeast that's in there propagating and, mm. and doing something nasty to this. That, that'd be That's a concern. If there's only one in there and you're waiting 20 years. There's a slight... There's a slight twang of something not quite fitting with the rest of the beer in there. There's something a little, a little um, wet carpet. Wet carpet. And it's the only thing that's really keeping this beer to me down. See, I'm not... I'm not getting wet carpet. Where I initially tasted a lot of artificial sweetener, I'm just getting a slight bit of chalk. You know, an artificial sweetener kind of has that mm-hmm. bit of chalk. I mean, just a little bump of chalk. But it's it, at this point for me, it's it's small enough that I'm not. I'm not you know, it's 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 inconsequential you know, compared to as much everything else that's going on in the flavor. The alcohol is vaporizing on my tongue and it's lifting up and it's taking some of these really dark melanoid and stuff and it's getting it's it's becoming just the tiniest bit acrid and it's it's pushing this beer off from a pedestal unfortunately. Okay. Utopias are still better. <laughs> The uh, the more sips I take, what I think I'm I'm noticing is that I lost track I lost track of my fifteen point five percent. What do you expect, guys? Yeah, let me take another sip. See if I can get back to where I was. It does. I mean, the more you drink it, the hotter it tastes. I mean, it does taste. It tastes like a, a spirit, really. It, it doesn't mm. taste like a boozy beer. It does. It has a spirit type character to it, or it's um, it's hot, but it's not fusel, right? It's right. Um, what I mean by that for people, you know, I, have, I haven't thrown out the vocabulary lately. Fusel alcohols are more of those unpleasant alcohols where if you ferment you know ales too hot you know you can get some some bad compounds there and they are typically the the how do I describe them you know they lead to the acetone flavor you know the things like you drink a beer with a lot of fusels you know that's uh, you're you're going to be a little bit hungover the next day you know i find that a lot um <laughs> So the the congeners are are high in the fusel alcohol. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but this one tastes more like a good whiskey. You know, you're getting that hotness, but it it mm-hmm. it, it, it it. No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. How, it's really good. I'm trying I to mean, figure out how to say it, and and I think what I want to say is there's a difference that I'm not able to describe between high alcohol beers, booziness. And a whiskey booziness, and this one actually doesn't taste like a beer; it tastes like a whiskey in the booziness. And the, the closest thing I can actually I can compare it to is is Utopias. I mean, it tastes like kind of a halfway in between. Um, you know, the Utopias I think are 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 better crafted, but they're also hundred hundred fifty bucks. 
this is I don't know how much Gary paid or, for this. Like I, Bob said, two hundred and fifty dollars retail yeah, this year. I, <laughs> I I don't know how much Gary paid for this, but I doubt it was the same as a as a bottle of Utopias. Probably around the twenty dollar range or something is my guess. I don't know if my palate is getting numb, but you know I I'm not the any rough edges that were there are kind of and it's really starting to meld together. Uh, maybe some of the alcohol needed to vaporize off, and maybe it took some of those other sharp edges with it. But like the last sip I took was about perfect. I mean, the last sip I took was. was I don't know. I'm just... It, it, and the I'm, flight also may have something to do with it, because we just had a really tart lactic lambic mm-hmm. right before. That might have really set our tongues a kilt, you know, off, yeah. off kilter. But <laughs> if you want to get yourself buzzed, this will do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I've, I've taken three sips now, and... Either I'm just going to become accustomed to it. Maybe I got the lambic out of my palate, but I, it's just tasting better and better. Mm-hmm. It, 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 to me, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's all that critical comments before. I'm not, like, not really going to stand behind right now. It's, it, it gets better and better as it, as, as you get more and more used to it. Now, other, other beers do this, but no, it's, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it, it's just not, and and there's nothing against the brewery. How often do you get a perfect beer? We've done fifty-one prime number shows, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and we've had a couple perfect beers. It's still very very good. It's the world class. Yes, but you know, we've but also so are had... some of these other beers. I if would say we've me, had two world-class yes. beers, and we've had two other exemplary beers. Exemplary to to pretty pretty goddamn good. The, the my my beer that I is I'm putting forth on my list is 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 a pretty damn good beer. Mm-hmm. What do you say we get to the ranking part of the show, Jeff? You are first on the ranking list. All right, so I'm gonna have to work from the top. You want to have another beer? <laughs> I think we got enough. Um, being all big bottles, I think we have enough stuff here to drink. We don't need another I beer. I think so. And especially with the fruit being fifteen percent, I'm gonna have to do from top down because bottom up, it, it, too much thought involved. Um, Who needs thinking? Best beer of the night. I'm gonna go with the brewery, the fruit. Um, World class. You know, had some, you know, reservations early on. You know, it tasted a little chalky. It, you know, this, that. I might have to rack that up to having a Lambic just before. You know, I think I think that might be part of it. A powerful Lambic. Or or it's either that or it's, you know, pour the beer into your snifter and let it volatilize and let it take off some of the, the hottest alcohols, yeah. right? That could be... It's one of the two. Either way, give it some time. Don't drink a Lambic just before it and it'll be wonderful. Number two is the Upland um, Raspberry Lambic. Fantastic, world class, best of style that I've tasted. Um, perfect blend of acidity and sweetness. Just wonderful. 
number three. That's a tough one. Um, let's go with the Jolly Pumpkin. I, you know, it was a. It tasted a lot like a cranberry, raspberry, you know, juice from Ocean Spray, but it had some other stuff going on. It was very good. It was not like any other wild slash, you know, barrel-aged beers that we've had. And then, you know, the Barrel House Local Species. I liked it an awful lot. Hard Luck Loser for sure, being because it's last. But the the space from one to four on this show is a lot tighter than many, many shows. Mm. So for me, I'll go from bottom to top. Nine, number four, uh, I'm agreeing with Jeff, the Blue Mountain Barrel House. The reason why it's, it's last is because it was more muddled than the others. It wasn't because it was bad. It wasn't because... It, it, it was a confusing thing to describe. We yeah. talk, we threw out flavors that we talk about in wheat beers. We threw out flavors we talk about in, in all kinds of things, you know. When you throw out the lemongrass, I'm like, you're not supposed to say that for this kind of beer. But it was there, you know. Yeah. So it was definitely um, a big, crazy mix of, of flavors. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't very good. It was really, really good. But the other three were better. The Jolly Pumpkin would be my uh, third on my list. Uh, you know, I, it, <laughs> it was entertaining in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially visually. <laughs> yes. Gusher. Uh, you know, those those candy flavors that I got out of it were, were delicious and, uh, and, and wonderful. And, you know... It, it was kind of a different angle of Jolly Pumpkin that I'm used yeah. to also. Um, you know, I'm used to things, La Roja, you're used to their Flanders type beer, you know, and you, you know, I went through a phase where that was what I thought of when I thought Jolly Pumpkin. And then the one we had recently, the was Ordo, that the Ordo, Ordo, Ordo Calabaza? Calabaza, which was just, I mean, that was, uh, that was a life-changing experience. Well, it was a, a couple beer. things. That was just fan, that was I've, I've fantastic. I've had that beer before and I have no recollection of it being a life-changing experience so either you know we got a magic bottle or that was a reserve and the ones i had before were just normal production or something but yeah that beer was amazing and this is this is another one and you know there's there's a lineup of like their hoppier beers like the es bam that i don't like at all don't like them at all um but this is definitely on the good well, side firefly didn't like very much yeah but uh yeah, this one yeah this is good this is a 2011 version, so I, I mean, I don't know what their next version is going to be like or what their 2012 is going to be like, but this one was good. Number two for me is the brewery. Now, I – it's really – yeah, like Jeff said, it's a world-class It's a world class beer. It, it is. The, the only – the only caveat that, that I'd add is that they're, they're kind of cheating. 15.5% alcohol by volume. They are just throwing everything at it. They're they're using the beer they had. There's and there's a little bit of funkiness, maybe the fusel stuff that's there because of it. And it, it goes away, especially as you taste more of it, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. And you will not you will not curse yourself for buying a bottle of this, I guarantee you. But the upland was better. 
The okay. Upland was fantastic. Now it smelled like peas. Yeah, okay. But everything else about it was just Well, if you had wow. my glass, you'd be even higher about yes. it because you wouldn't have not have noticed peas unless I had you smell my glass. Right. So. I, I mean that was it was it was brilliant. It was exactly what I want out of a lambic and more. It, it it had all the qualities that I love and it just it summed up how creative and how amazing beer can be. These all these beers do, really. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to think, you know, there's best raspberry lambic, but this may be best fruited beer. That's that's a tough call. It's hard to think of, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just such a great use of fruit. This that's could... a tough call. I mean, if you have you have Maui's coconut porter, you have uh... okay. So I wasn't thinking of coconuts as fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you 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 you've, mm-hmm. you've got a huge array. Yeah, you do, and we've had some some pretty interesting fruited beers. I yeah, definitely it's, best. It's, it's my lamb. favorite raspberry lambic. It's it's. It's probably my favorite lambic that I that I've had on the show at the very least. Even from like unfruited lambics that I've had on the show. Oh, okay. I'm qualifying it with you know that have been actually tasted on the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's uh, the only the only problem with it was that it smelled like canned peas, and I I, I could get over that after mm-hmm. I tasted it. That that was you know the only fault mm-hmm. in the beer. And there are not many beers that you can say are faultless. Yeah, it's not often where you really can't bitch about, oh, the aroma was unappealing, but the flavor was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to love this because, oh, the aroma. I mean, maybe if it it's, smells it, like poo or yeah, something. I mean, it's a funky beer. They're, they're often, it's not necessarily going to be... Uh, an amazing aroma bomb, but the you know the taste is is what matters. And man, did it taste good! Do I do I want more? Absolutely. I might finish the fruit and then go to lambic first, <laughs> but only because I want to save the lambic for for last. So consider that. That's you, there's always the option to save some of these for the next pre-show or post-show. <laughs> If you want me to save one, I promise I won't drink it next week. We'll see what happens in the post show. <laughs> where right. I remind you there is a new feature. Where we talk about the stuff you buy. Yes. You'll like it, I promise. Cue up the uh, the exit music. Ready. Okay, ready. so here I gotta push this lever up. And you hit play. So, Craft Your Radio. Produce under Creative Commons license. Check out Craft Beer Radio for more information. CraftBeerRadio.com for more information. Yes, um, I am Jeff Bear, and my Twitter handle is at Jeff Bear, and he is Greg Weiss, and it's at CBR Greg. We are on Facebook, Google Plus, uh, Foursquare, maybe I don't know. Um, thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to buy something on Amazon, try to remember to go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon because it costs you nothing extra and we get a percentage of what you spend. It's, it works out for everybody except you can't use the Amazon mobile app because there's no referral bonuses through that. So don't chop an Amazon on your iPhone. Do not do that. 
Anything else, Donkey Kong? We are on like Donkey Kong. We are. I wonder where that first came from. We should look that up. I don't know. Oh, it sounds like we just either made it or we died. I wasn't sure. Okay. Talk to you later. All right.